Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why the Reviews, and today we are reviewing Jurassic World Dominion. I'm Kate, Editor-in-Chief of But Why Though, and the head of the film section over there. I'm here with CJ. Hello everybody, my name is Collier Jings, you can call me CJ. I am a contributor to But Why Though, as well as other sites including Collider and IGN, and I also am the co-host of Into This Podcast. So happy to have you, CJ. And he reviewed this in full for us over at butwhythopodcast.com. You can head there, click in the links in the show note thingies and read that too. And we're also here with Matt. Hello, I'm Matt. Um, I'm uh, also but why though I do everything. Um, yeah, I'm here to talk about dinosaurs. He keeps our lights on and also loves dinosaurs. <laughs> um, so to kick things off, um, I wanted to kind of talk about expectations that you all had going into Jurassic World Dominion. Um, we can start with CJ. Well, um, I was expecting a lot of interaction between the uh, Jurassic World cast and the Jurassic Park alums because, again, it was the first time you had gotten uh, Laura Dern and Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum together at once. I mean, they have been in other Jurassic Park films, but this is the first time they all been together since the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. I was also expecting bigger dinosaurs because every every di- Jurassic film has introduced a new dinosaur, and yeah, I was expecting bigger dinosaurs and people to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bigger dinosaurs and interactions between old and new characters in the franchise was my big take. Was my big draw. Matt. Um, I only like about, can say I love two franchises, and that is Jurassic Park and the best franchise that is known as Mission Impossible. So I was in this regardless, even though this was going to be a tough one. Um, I will say, like CJ said, bringing all the original cast back, I was very excited. One, to see them all together. Two, the other movies we've kind of, especially in this, the last two, they've kind of been half teased, but they have a moment like, they're like Jeff Wilbur Black back, and we saw him for like literally three seconds. Um, I was a little hesitant, even though I knew I was going to go because Fallen Kingdom is by far a terrible, 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 terrible movie. And I know all the Jurassic Parks outside the original aren't great, but that one was absurdly bad because, like, I know what I I know what I show up for. And Fallen Kingdom was I don't even know if I can even show up, um, <laughs> but I knew I was going to be there, and here we are. Yeah, and for me, I just wanted Laura Dern and Sam Neill. That is literally all I cared about. I mean, I am not one of the people who like hates the Jurassic World franchise. I think the first one is really, really cool and really fun. But like, I just care about Ellie and Alan. They're all I care about. They're like <laughs> the golden standard of like couple that should be a couple, but I, I was eternally mad we're not. So I was really excited to see them together again. Um, and also to see them with Ian because their dynamic is something that is also just really great. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't here for like Grady and whatever Bryce Dallas Howard's name is in this movie, but Claire, Claire. <laughs> see, uh, it wasn't that I wasn't here for Grady and Claire, but um, I cared more about the OGs and that I think should take us into. Um, I will say before we write, get in there. Have you ever been, I remember in going to Jurassic Park 3, which is also, we can go back and forth, but that's a good movie. But then kind of finally solidifying that, oh, they never got together was a terrifying moment as a child. That made me very depressed. 
my Let heart plummeted sad. into my chest. This had my favorite, that movie had my favorite dinosaur of all time was overshadowed by the fact that they did not get together. Right? That could tell you something. Yeah, right? yeah, it was a, because when anyway, you look back you at Jurassic Park 3, it is just really, it, it's a really sad Sam Neill who's sad that he can't have a family with Ellie. Like that, that's the entire movie. And he's on this stupid <laughs> island trying to save this stupid kid with his, not a family of his. It's uh, yeah. And he has nightmares about talking raptors. The man is going through it. Yes. Going through it. By um, himself. But anyway. And, and I think that brings us into what our impressions were leaving the theater for Jurassic World. Do you all think it delivered on a lot of those pieces? I know going directly from that comment for me, and we're going to keep this pretty spoiler light. Um, I think it, what I really liked about Jurassic World Dominion was that it directly confronts the whole Ellie and Alan belong to be together, but work together. We know you're all really mad about it and sad about it, which is something <laughs> I really appreciate it. I think like I visibly put my hands together like this at a couple of moments, like now kiss uh, throughout the movie. <laughs> so um, it did that really well. The dinosaurs are really cool. Um, I walked out really happy. Um, we didn't get to see it at a press screening. So we saw it like today, like one of the first screenings that we got. And um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, CJ. It was a little bit of a mixed bag for me at my press screening. It was kind of a packed house. So I kind of, there are moments where people were cheering where I was like, okay, this is cool. And there was one moment where I did cheer. I did, um, like the interaction again of uh Goldblum, Dern, and Neil. They are like really drawing the big force between that and have like some of the best scenes. The dinosaurs are kind of hit and miss. The big dinosaur, Gigantosaurus, I was expecting more and I felt kind of let down by that. Mm -hmm. But there are plenty of dinosaurs and uh yeah, it, it feels really big and some things land and some things don't. So yeah. It's a mixed bag, but there are elements that are there, dinosaurs and the JP alums, I think will make people happy. Yeah. And I was pleased by those. So, yeah. And I think you're right, though. It is very much it's swaying for the fences. And I think there are some things that don't necessarily clear the fences. Matt, what did you think? Uh, I mean, I got what I liked. It was 10 times, if not 100 times better than Fallen Kingdom. So automatically a plus. I really hate that movie. Uh, but no, I, I thought the original was good. I don't think the sequel, uh, you know, the... Claire and Cowboy Pratt. What the hell is his name? Brady. Brady. I refer to him as Dino Lord. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But uh, anyways, um, they're not bad. Um, there's a lot I like about this movie. There's also some parts when you pick it up when you kind of like start pulling apart the plot. The plot, I guess, how they do this, it gets a little confusing. And as we said, kind of overstuffed. And I'm like, I don't know if it's overstuffed. It feels like it, but there's also like it makes semi sense. Um, the dinosaur part, um, I think they're cool. I don't mind the Giga. Um, obviously, as a person who played Ark, knows the difference between the Giga and the T-Rex. Um, all you gotta do is play Ark, and you learn all these dinosaurs. It's great. Um, you're you're on mute, by the way. Talking. I, I was like, I will say I love dinosaurs, but I didn't know what a Quetzal or a Giga was until I played Ark. And so now, when I saw them in this film, I was like, Oh my god, I know that. It's big. <laughs> it's very big. Um, but I will say, leaving the theater, I was got what I liked, excited, but I was a little let down in a sense, but that's kind of more, kind of with some of the direction, probably the tonal directions that some of this franchise is going yeah. with, which I think we'll talk about here in a, probably a little bit, but overall, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I, I want to say too, like I actually think um, Athie and Wise were really good additions to the cast. Um, Ramsey and Kayla, um, I really, really liked them like a lot. Um, and I, I liked that Ramsey seems like he's the tech bro, but then you realize he's really just a chaotic little Malcolm, like <laughs> in like he's like the bridge between them like he's more like Malcolm than he is our big tech overlord um which as we go into like what the film does the crux of this film is looking at Biosyn which is our new corporate overlord as the many that we have had in this franchise (laughs) who is now in control of relocating animals into a sanctuary and also running genome experiments to try and cure a variety of illnesses except they may be connected to a worldwide famine and extinction level event that they may or may not have created and Ellie and Alan may or may not have to be spies (laughs) and capture DNA which was like I loved it. I loved that part. And all of that's happening while Grady and Claire are dealing with the fallout from Fallen Kingdom, which is this little clone girl who is now their daughter um, and people hunting her. So those are kind of the two paths that eventually meet. Um, We've kind of danced around it. I know CJ, you mentioned that the dinosaurs could have been done better. And there were some things that you think could have been done better in the film. What what do you think that this film could have like landed better or just kind of fell fell flat? I feel like it kind of could have integrated the plot lines better with like the runtime and how big everything is. It feels like there's two movies where following Grady, Claire, and clone girl, and the Maisie. other Maisie, that's L- her name, Maisie. Maisie, okay. Is okay. it Maisie? Maisie? It's Maisie. Okay, it's Maisie. not Maisie. It's okay. Maisie. I, I have it, it up right here. It's Maisie. I remembered because I was like, yeah, Matt okay. had a dog named Maisie. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, so you have Grady, Claire, and Maisie on one track, and Alan, Ellie, and Malcolm on another track, and obviously the uh, Ellie... Alan and Malcolm track is more interesting because you get to learn more about what Biosyn is doing. Mm-hmm. And again, you have Athy there and the Grady and Claire part doesn't really spring to life until Kayla shows up. And by the way, Kate, I do agree with you. Uh, DeWanda Wise is amazing as Kayla Watts. And I do find it ironic that in this, she's playing a hotshot pilot when she was originally supposed to be in Captain Marvel. I was like, really? <laughs> yes, she was supposed to be Maria Marambeau, but things didn't wor- work out. So yeah. Well, now I'm saying I really like her. Like, I like Wanda Wise a lot. Like, I don't usually like tertiary characters, but she was good. Also, I would like her arm day routine, please. Yes. <laughs> like, between uh, Afi uh, Wise and the return of Omar Sy as uh, greatest fellow trainer, I was like, I'd love to follow these people. But uh, yeah, I also <laughs> feel like Colin Trevorrow I think like the one issue I've had with the Jurassic World trilogy is Colin Trevorrow kind of bringing up big ideas and not following through with them like the biggest idea yeah. from Jurassic the Fall King I was expecting is dinosaurs are walking the earth how do people react to that and he's like oh here's we just yeah. recap that in the opening issues I'm like dude dinosaurs what happens when raptors are running on the freeway? What happens yeah. if pterodactyls interrupt a flight? You have like a million things you could have done and you 
didn't pull the trigger on any of them and so we get more of clone girl yeah and stuff like that but yeah well, isn't that's that why kind i feel of, could have been better isn't that kind of like the thread that we've been teased since the second jurassic park movie like well, we're gonna see what happens with dinosaurs and humans but we never really see it well the problem we get to to be honest is this has been a jurassic park flaw basically since right after the first one as cj kind of messaged on of they always have these grand big ideas and like if you actually follow their extended universe whatever between the books and all the other wild canon that nobody can figure out there is a lot of like which we there's a ton of stuff in there's a ton of jet geneticist stuff and it's pretty cool but in the movies it's never actually it fully there it's just touched on like we saw all the other times now biosense yeah. a big one i can't even remember what the last one is because we had so many different ones i just remember but, t-mobile sponsor or samsung sponsored them yeah but it's, <laughs> the point is the problem with all the movies is they have these cool little concepts that are kind of just sprinkled in there but never fully addressed whether it's dinosaurs with humans or the full-on you know essentially geneticist problem of coming back they kind of touch more on that one and this one but yeah which I think is like one of the larger things that you end up seeing with like the story of Jurassic Park and then just the trajectory that the series has had over like in Jurassic Park world the problem is that everybody has gone away from the science and towards the spectacle and that like leads to a lot of like the Jurassic world problems that you have reaching out of Jurassic Park and then that's also one of the reasons why I think the film's hit differently like nothing ever hits the same way Jurassic Park does because I think Jurassic Park was very focused on showcasing science showcasing the way that you're you're integrating two worlds into one and now they are just big blockbuster movies which is fine but it is different so like both of you said those big grand ideas kind of just take a back seat which I guess kind of goes into the another problem that I've had with this franchise is kind of like I mentioned before the tonal shift of like we, we can go back and forth on whether Jurassic Park, the first one, is a horror movie, um, depending on who you talk to and how Replicated you feel. Replicated it after slashers. What, the yeah, T-Rex yeah. is what, a slasher. Whatever. But what you do miss in a lot of these later movies, and I don't know if they're necessarily quote-unquote kid-friendly movies, but they do lean into that more. In which, because it's funny because like, oh, we want all the people to get eaten. Jurassic Park, the franchise, even in the original movie, not a ton of people die. But what the first one does outside, they always usually have at least one or two cool kills, which we lost after people lost their damn minds on the first Jurassic World because the coolest kill, which I'm we can talk about second. Mad. But the other thing that we're missing is they don't have like that tension, that constant fear of like either drama or scare thing of like at any moment you could have, have a dinosaur. And they kind of try to build these and replicate them. But the way they like bring it back, the, either the camera views or the music and the sound they do it yeah. just does not give you the same like scary feeling. And so they kind of give it in tonal. And then obviously the general kills that there's no blood in this movie at all. Yep. Um, there's no great anything. The, um, and the funny thing, it seems small, but it's a big thing that eats at me is they don't even have the chomping bones part that used to be big when the dinosaurs ate somebody. And it sounds dumb, but the, like just that feel of like, oh, you were, they're tearing through like yeah. flesh. And I, I, think that it, I think that it was extra noticeable in this film because some of the yes. kills and there are a lot of moments that are homage to the original film or homage to the original uh, Jurassic Park trilogy and there's so much of that done here that you can spot the differences where they're pulling the punches on them uh particularly with the, they're not dilos but the 
the frilly ones. Yeah, the frilly ones. The frilly acid spitty ones. Those things. Those like, are dilos. That, no, a dilop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dilophosaurus. Are. Compies yeah. are the little ones. Never yeah, mind. I was thinking about compies. Uh, no, the dilos. Well, even the kid compy killing, like, was it two? like those moments like those moments that you have happen that show you like the real danger of the dinosaur like that like you said man like that tension is pretty much gone like i felt relatively safe this entire film with the exception of when they let gold boom do the i'm gonna distract an apex predator with light thing i was so happy but then i was like oh no i remember what happened last time please don't die gold bloom um but yeah like it is one of those things where like i do worry i was happy with what i got um, also because I think as we kind of pivot from what it could have done better, I think story-wise there were issues. I think you're right, CJ, the way they brought the two stories together was really hard. And I think especially because they understood the gems they had with Neil and Dern that I think that they ended up giving them a lot of time, which then devalued, uh, Pratt and Howard which was fine because I wanted them, but then they were so good that I did not care about anything else. Like you didn't make me buy into seeing everything come together. Um, and that's not to say that like they don't have great chemistry together. I actually really like seeing Grady interact with Alan because they're just completely opposite. Um, but yeah. as we cut, what? They're not completely opposite. I think they're opposite. How? How are they, they literally opposite? I, I feel oh. I feel like um in the moment one is when excited about dinosaurs corners them and they're like don't move. Neil kind of feels fair. a bit more commanding, like your yeah. eyes are merely a jaw to him. Well, I also but, just see them differently as like Grady believes that dinosaurs are something you can talk to and control, and Alan will never believe that. Like he will never believe that. He <laughs> yes, he puts his hand up to a raptor this movie, but that felt very out of character. Because Alan Grant does not think he can control a dinosaur. We we all saw three though, so that's doesn't that's count. okay. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, that's three fair. would be three times better movie if they got rid of that whole scene. But that's a different that's podcast. fair. That's a different podcast. Um, but yes, uh, as we move to stuff that like we think went well with the film, I actually really like the inclusion uh, or like the explicit saying, oh well we made dinosaurs that are pure dinosaurs now. And so you get feather dinosaurs. Like we have feather, like feathery meat eaters for the first time. Like the feathery raptor, like, and, and he's in the trailer. So it's not a spoiler. Like getting to see that thing in water was dope. And that made me very, very happy. Like the Giga, yeah, that was, he was too close in size to the T-Rex. And I know why they did it so they could fight, but it, I, I thought the Giga needed to be bigger, but the he, Feather he, Raptor. He, he was bigger. I don't know. Yeah. Feather Raptor. Feather okay. Raptor was great. You didn't what like else? The... Okay. What, Matt? Nothing. I wasn't going to say that one. That was a spoiler. More spoiler than not. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like, what did you all think, I guess, overall about the dinosaur choice in this in this film? I genuinely liked the... Uh the feathered dinosaurs that they included some feathered dinosaurs as well as incorporating them into action sequences there's like a whole sequence around the mid part of the movie that's kind of like a uh spy movie but with dinosaurs instead yes <laughs> and it, it's pretty awesome yeah 
Um, and one of the more suspenseful themes comes with a another big dinosaur. And I think that was really well done with the how the tension builds up and you're like, is somebody gonna get eaten or not? And yeah. uh yeah, and it actually corrects one issue I had from the first world when they were like, we're gonna make these into military weapons. Like, how do you make a military weapon? To-? And it was addressed here. I was like, oh, okay, that works. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yes, I like that all the dinosaurs are used. Um, I think the dinosaur part is a little weak. I do enjoy like what we get, but obviously I think what we see, like the, that whole chase sequence, which we see in the trailer and thing through, I think it's France, right? Is that correct? Malta, Malta. Malta, Malta, Malta my, my bad. Um, I don't know, um, Omar size French intelligence. So I was just like, you know what, that's fine. Anyways, I think that's actually really well done. I thought it was very good and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, um, as far as the dinosaurs go, I enjoy what we get to see. We get to see a different array. We're seeing different plumages of all the creatures, which how we see the feathers and not just the feathers, but the feather colors. Um, the interaction between we get a lot more like the natural interactions between them of just like you know they aren't just vicious i mean they are but they're not they're just like any other like lions lions are just murdering every single thing they see you know that's smaller than them there's and we an see order that. to it yeah there's an order there's a process there's a hierarchy and everything else and we see a lot of that in this movie which is good which they've kind of done a little bit in the sequels of cena whatsoever um I guess for me, I do want to talk about like the plotline stuff because yeah. the the genetics part of what they do, I do. It's weird because it's done good and bad. Like the whole reason we need the stupid clone kid, that storyline to me is fascinating. But the problem is the only reason that story is there is because we have to bring the clone kid, which also gets the other people because we really don't need her at all. Um, and throughout the whole movie but obviously if we take her then you have to get the sequel people but then it's, it's like a weaving way they do it and I don't even know if this makes any sense because I'm talking to non-spoilers but it is just I enjoy the whole possibility of the famine um, plot line and what they yeah. do with the genetics of it the problem has been of it kind of like CJ said they could be two different types of movies of like you get away from the dinosaurs in that which sucks but from the other layer that does and it, it is intriguing interesting to me and how they do perceive yeah. this because as we get farther and farther in the real world which is the whole thing about you know like the whole chaos thing and that Jurassic Park's always been about and like the futuristic of whether it is dinosaurs has always been the flashy part but it has been at the end of the day groundbreaking science and what science can actually do from from a genetical standpoint yeah in which they touch on this um so I, it sucks because I like it, but it is, it's weaved and weird. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I will say the one thing I really appreciated for the, for the takeaway from the film, um, I think, especially in Jurassic World, science has been the boogeyman for the most yes. part. I think everything after the first Jurassic Park, it is science is the boogeyman and that's just it. It's uncontrolled. It's always awful. And that's what it is. And that's not the truth. Like science is bad when wielded badly, but it can also be the fix to things. And I think without spoilers, like I think the fact that the third act of this movie is in, and, and that the fact that Ellie and Alan are scientists and not just like rant, like a corporate shill and a raptor trainer help reason. Hey, he is a mammologist or zoologist. Okay. Which is just is a glorified. Really, is he? Yeah, really that's, a, I thought he was just. He's an animal behaviorist, which is essentially just like a. But wasn't he just in the navy? 
No, in the first movie they talk about yeah, him. But he being, said he was in the Navy. Yeah, because he's trying to relate to the other Air Force thing. It's called the military bond they get, remember? That's anyway, there he's not a paleobotanist and a paleontologist. Mm-hmm. So he's not a he, I know, and, he, anyway. He, he's an animal behaviorist who okay, can't get anyway, dogs who back, end up in the back Navy. to my actual point of this whole thing is you actually have scientists showcasing how you can wield science to fix something and i think that that's something that is really important especially as we're in the you know flails hands at the fiery world right now people continually push back against science and i think a lot of that has to do with the way we've portrayed it in a lot of senses and the way people have come to internalize what it can be and seen it as just this always bad boogeyman piece and that's just not the case and so I think the fact that you do get a little bit of balance in this film is something that I actually really appreciated as a takeaway. And it's really the only place that you could go with people like Ellie and Alan. Which I guess for me, I don't know what we want to talk about. I don't personally like what they do with Dr. Wu's character in this movie. I understand it's completely it. different. He's no I under- longer... I understand it and I get it of old, kind of what we see of old scientists trying to look back and they redeemed him. It was his redemption. It was a half yeah, redeem and it's terrible. Yeah, I, I like feel it. like it could have been more thought fleshed out, which again yeah. kind of feels like how Dr. Wu throughout this entire franchise. <laughs> Dr. Wu, okay, Dr. Wu has great dynamic character building in the jurassic world video game where you build a park and he talks to you the whole time not in this franchise ever and it makes me so sad because i love that actor so much he's also done really well in jurassic world camp cretaceous which oh yeah is- yes yeah which- he and all the backstory of like you said which is the problem we have with this entire franchise is if you go read all the way to the books the other stuff and the media built around it and the actual quote yeah. unquote canon stuff he is like the pinnacle part the problem is if you watch the movies you see him every about a minute and a half every single movie you just know he's a big bad scientist you have no idea what the hell he does and at the end of every movie he feels bad about what he just did yeah. <laughs> It's it just like, my guy, next- you think you would have learned about this the first time. <laughs> He's back doing it again. Like, anyway, um, I guess, like, is there a real quickly, are there any other points that you think the film did really well? Um, for me, it really is just the original trio. They were great. Um, CJ? Original trio, dinosaurs, and uh, tertiary characters. I would go with the original characters for the most part. Um, I like Ramsey. Ramsey was great. Ramsey was so good. I didn't didn't care about the pilot as much. I am so sad. Archive eighty one got canceled now because Effie is such a great actor. That's where he was from. I was like, I know I've seen this kind of good. Anyway, I didn't care about the pilot as much as you two did, but I loved Ramsey. He was great, and I was just like him. Uh, I, I I will say I am glad in a weird way that they replaced though uh justice smith and whoever the other annoying girl was from the last movie with oh daniela pineta yeah yeah i don't yeah i'm sorry i did i hated them last movie but yeah, i'm glad we got they didn't get to do a lot it they got to be whiny they did get to be whiny well, I think but, anyway. that, but I think that's why I liked Kayla in this movie because she's just no. like, I've seen it all. I'm going to fly. No, I don't think guys. she's bad. I don't like her as much as you all do, but I love yeah. what they did with Ramsey, this whole entire thing, especially the way it plays out. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ramsey is is one to watch. So as he just said, tertiary characters. Um, I think for me, this movie is like, as we kind of move into like, if you're listening to this, we know that this was spoiler free. Uh, yeah, pretty much spoiler free entirely. Like there is a lot that happens here. It's a long movie. And I think for longtime fans of the franchise, this is something that you're gonna want to go see. Like this is something that I think pays off for you, especially if you have that deep love for um Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sadler, and Alan Grant. Like that, like it 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 gives them a trivia that it needs. Um, I do agree that it goes too big and it could have actually been two separate films in a way, if it want to be entirely honest. But I think that if you love Jurassic Park, if you love Jurassic World, if you love dinosaurs and science, I actually think this is a really great blockbuster to see. Um, CJ, what about you? I feel that, yes, the original Jurassic Park trio is very great in this, as well as there's different types of dinosaurs. So I think if you love dinosaurs or you have an attachment to the original Jurassic Park, about half of this movie will be enough to draw you in. And you, know, <laughs> you, can, enjoy, you can ignore the less dicey parts. So worth the watch if you have a connection to the original Jurassic Park or if you love dinosaurs. Yeah, Matt. One, I already know people are going to watch this. If Fallen Kingdom can make like $1.3 billion, then I know people are going to show up for this movie. It's completely sold out. All seven showings are completely sold out at our theater. What I've learned, and the funny thing when it looks at office numbers that are irrelevant in a lot of cases, that bang for buck, the Jurassic Park franchise is by far like the most successful bang for buck franchise when it comes to movies. Like they're like in the top 10 highest grossing franchises and they just now put out number six. Um, and that's not including yeah. number six money. So, like, whether people go watch it, sure, people are gonna watch it. It's got dinosaurs. If, like I said, if you are a fan of the originals, you're gonna, I mean, the original trio, you're gonna want to see that, even if there is a bunch of like, I don't care, because you're gonna get stuff that you just, it pays off. Um, for what it does, it, it pays off so well. Like, yeah, it pays off. And so I said, you you waited twenty five or whatever, twenty thirty, is it 20, 30, 30, years, years, 30, 30, thirty years, thirty years, thirty years. I kept to say twenty, thirty years. You know, you're gonna finally see the conclusion um i mean sure watch it go for it um there is i guess i do want to go right before we end up what do you think we're getting next because i know they're not i don't know i mean are you you excited for it because i kind of am to be honest i should be but i am i feel like at this point the only thing you can do is the one rejected jurassic park four where they mutated humans and dinosaurs together because again (laughs) That's the only thing I could see happening. It would keep with the tradition of what ungodly monstrosity has science kept up this time and would be a new challenge for people to face. Because I, I know they said this is the last one of the quote unquote Jurassic era, which means we're going into full fledged, they coexist era. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and and I, I am looking forward to finally seeing this franchise tackle what it means to coexist because that's something that has sidestepped and avoided. Um, I think that. If they are down, I want to see Ellie and Alan. Like I, and I think that's the hard thing, right? Like I am all for franchises changing hands or whatever, especially when it's been years and an actor doesn't want to come back. But there is a magic in the Jurassic Park franchise, specifically when you're looking at it through the lens of a scientist, like somebody who is, how do I explain it? So like throughout this film, 
Ellie and Grant keep telling each other, yeah, you're never, you never get used to it. You never, every time they interact with the dinosaur, you never get used to it. And I think that that wonder and awe that you get from somebody in their position who still has a reverence for like the beauty and the grandeur that is a dinosaur from their perspective, it is what makes the film and the story have more weight than somebody who's like, I've monetized them. They are just this thing that makes money. Which they're is, an IP, okay? They're an IP. As, <laughs> like, as, as it gets said. like, And I think that that is where Jurassic World went, which is purposeful because it was the whole capitalism and science and dinosaurs, whatever. But like, I think that if they don't go with Ellie and, and Alan, it has to be from the perspective of scientists who respect them I don't, like I dinosaurs don't in that see way. the sad part is I think it's been too long and I think like we got this is the end of their chapters we know yeah I expect the full yeah. next one's going to be probably 50 to 60 I wouldn't be surprised if I do like 60 years ahead and they're long gone this time just one one just to get rid of them but two because like thing and I think that's what sucks is because and maybe that like you said of like the all and that's what's the problem with some franchises and probably this one thing of the awe of like oh my gosh dinosaurs is about gone out of this yeah and so they're trying to move on to the next phase of what they do with everything of like they're natural. Like we see it in all the, I mean, you can even argue the MCU went from all oh, their superhero to now they're, they're custom. And the same yeah. thing with all oh, their dinosaurs to now they're custom and what they do forward. And it does lose a lot of the like spark or whatever the fascination of yeah. with it because it's just, oh, congratulations, there's another dinosaur outside. I think they have to find a way to capture the magic again. Exactly. Yeah. CJ, what about you? <laughs> yeah whatever comes next you've got to find you got to find a way to recapture it because like again many some we re, re, trying to re jump a jump a franchise is uh, sometimes you get star wars force awakens other times you get ghostbusters after <laughs> and yeah whatever happens you gotta you gotta actually deliver on the promise that the films have done showcase yeah. people living with dinosaurs showcase somebody who's not cool with that showcase scientists actually doing science for the betterment of mankind and not its absolute downfall like find a new angle in which to attack it yeah also make sure that whatever you do your second movie is good because whether it's the force of whether it ends up being the force awakens to the last jedi or if it goes from lost world to (laughs) our jurassic world to fallen kingdom they're both terrible yes um, I will say, I would like to see Mike Doherty do a Jurassic World movie. Yes. That's who oh I, or Jurassic Park well, themed movie. Yes, the only thing I am worried about King of is, Monsters. So well, we have King of Monsters, but it is very much what we have. At what point is Camp Cretaceous what we're going to eventually start getting? I love Camp Cretaceous. I do too, but it is very much of like, we are moving very away from like dinosaurs eating people. It kind of sucks. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like the children of it. But again, that's why I said my ideal director is Michael Doherty, who did the King of Monsters and is the best Godzilla movie or modern Godzilla movie. Uh, because it capt- it recaptured the grandeur of the kaiju. It showed scale of what they were. And I think that like that man understands that capturing awe in a different way. And I think that that is what you can do, even if you're looking at a world where 
dinosaurs are super integrated into everything. Um, also, Trick or Treat and Krampus shows he has a wicked streak, so I would expect some great. Oh yeah, he would kill kids in his movies. He has, uh-huh. he has killed kids in his movies. Yeah, but the Latin, <laughs> but the never mind. We'll, we'll wrap up. Anyway, we're at time. Thank you all for watching our review, Jurassic World Dominion. It's in theaters now. You can find me at Oma Mithrandir on Twitter, and you can find But Why Though at But Why Though PC on everything. Join our Discord, discord.gg slash B-U-T-W-H-Y-T-H-O, and talk to us about movies. We're accessible there. Um, CJ, tell people where they can find you. I am on Twitter at CJ Writes Things, on Instagram at CJ Writes Stuff, if you Google my name, you'll probably find a list of pieces I've written, again, Collider, Slash Film, IGN, and you can visit, also see my work, uh, written work on But Why Though, as well as episodes of Into This Podcast. Matt? I'm going to go watch the Mission Impossible trailer again to get ready for the best franchise, even though we have a year, because Jurassic Park is done now, so now I got to get prepped. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>